Amen. Well, it's great to be together. Merry Christmas again to everyone. And thank you so much for everyone who helped uh, in today's service. You know, thank you for Alicia and the Yesters for the, the beautiful decorations and the backdrop over here. You can take your family pictures afterwards if you want. And thank you so much, Ronnie and RC, for just sharing your story and just very moving. I felt like we could almost go home after that. So I'll try to go a little shorter there. Uh, but just amazing to see, like, up close, God working in your life, and that's really what inspires us. That's what keeps us coming back to, to be together, is to talk about God and to see how he's working in the world around us. And um, as we get started here, today is called God With Us, and so Ray already read a couple of the, the scriptures there, so that's even going to make it even shorter because he already took them. You know, there's not a whole lot of Christmas passages, so if you pick one, there's a good chance you might repeat. But uh, every year in our house, we have, you know, it, tend, it seems like I tend to have a theme of my gifts, right? I, I just get on a, I'm not that great with gifts, so I get, I get on a, what I feel like is a really good idea, and I just go crazy on that one idea, so it's like, um, a few years ago, I got, I got on the sweatpants and sweatshirt theme. And so I had so many sweatshirts and so many, you know, uh, sweatpants. And, you know, the thing I didn't realize is that I bought all these. So I had all these gifts. And then I, that when they opened it, I realized I got the wrong brand. Right? And I'm thinking, man, I'm doing so good. I'm getting like 20 pairs and, like, they really wanted just, like, two pairs of the really good ones, you know. And I had 20 pairs of the junk ones. I won't say what brand it is in case you have that. But now every time somebody wears one of those, everybody yells out the name of the brand in our house. And uh, so it's just, like, kind of a Christmas fail on, uh, on that one. Another time, Danielle was really excited about getting a bathrobe. I was like, oh, man, I got this one. This is so I did my research. I went online. I'm studying out like what is the best kind of cotton in the world? What is the best bathrobe you could ever find? And I I came across uh, Turkish cotton. And I'm like, oh, that just sounds good. This is it's exotic. It's it's amazing. They have different weights of the cotton. And it was like, you know, the heaviest, best thing ever. And so I order this thing. It's like $150 for a bath. You know, I'm like, man, this must be really good, right? This is going to be incredible. Last forever. And so I got her the bathrobe. You know, she puts it on. I could tell, you know, it was a miss. You know, it's not soft enough. It's too heavy, this and that. I'm like, oh, man, I was so excited about this bathrobe. Just come to find out, the same year, her sister buys her a bathrobe. It's like the cheapest bathrobe at Walmart, right? And she loves it. And she's like, oh, my gosh, it's so soft. It's incredible. And I'm like, my bathrobe costs like ten times more than that piece of junk, and you like it better. But, you know, sometimes... Just because you get excited doesn't mean that you're going in the right direction, especially when it comes to Christmas. So every year I get, I get excited, and this year I have a little preview of what, I'm, what my theme is. 
And so I have a first uh, Christmas gift that I'm going to give out to somebody. And uh, you'll get an idea of what the theme is going to be. Who, who would like to open up the first gift of the season? This is a real gift. Okay, Sydney, you know, I think since Connor's just home for, for uh, the you know, week, I'm going to let him. He's going to open up the first gift that's going to give you an idea. No, I didn't. Your old running shoes? Yeah. These is, this is the gift. The old running shoes. You look at the bottom, they're all like worn out. This isn't the gift for this year, but this inspired the gift for this year. So this year I want running shoes. You know, my workout shoes broke. I want workout shoes. You know, I want new, uh, Hiking shoes, I've been wearing, you know, we're getting into hiking, i got to have hiking shoes, so I just come up with like four different pairs of shoes, and I, I'm all excited that the, that the running shoes arrive this week, right? So they come, of course, I open them, right? I open them, I get them out of the box, I'm like, oh my gosh, these are so incredible. The Nike Pegasus 37s, I mean, I'm just so excited. <laughs> It, it's going to be so great. And I'm getting all ready to wear them. And Danielle's like, you can't wear those. And I'm like, what do you mean I can't wear those? I, they're mine. Like, I bought them. I'm going to wear them. She's like, no, you can't wear them until after Christmas. So that I had to go running in these yesterday, and I was so miserable. I was so, the whole time, I'm just like, this would be so much better if I had my, my better shoes on. So I am going to be so excited after Christmas to go running in my new shoes and this year, I know that the theme is good because they're mine. <laughs> so I, I learned a few things from Christmas. I get more advice on the presents I get, and hopefully I don't mess up too bad. That has nothing to do with today, but <laughs> just a funny story for Christmas, I guess. But let's get back to, to Jesus. Let's say a prayer and get us back on track here. Uh, Father, we thank you so much for this time to be together, to be able to have some fun together, to be able to just uh, enjoy one another. And God, I pray that in the next little bit that you open up our hearts to your word, that you inspire us, that we can have the best Christmas ever, God, as we think about you and just what it means for you to be with us. God, we love you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So just so you think I'm just telling stories for no reason, that was actually for a reason. Right. My hope is that this year that your theme for Christmas will be God's love for you. That in everything you do, that that's what it's all about. That you're giving love to think about the fact that the spirit of Christmas is love. The source of love is God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And their love is expressed in this amazing gift of Jesus And you can read Matthew. We're going to be reading in Matthew and Luke today. And Matthew is kind of like Luke, uh, Joseph's perspective, and and Luke is Mary's viewpoint. So even as you're reading over the stories this week, you can see the stories relate to the different people in it. But my hope and prayer, if you don't remember anything from today, oh, there's there they are. is that you will think about these three things. Jesus is fully loved. I am fully loved. And we are fully loved. And I took this from a, a 
centuries-old prayer called the Beloved Prayer. And it's the way it used to be was, Jesus, you are the Beloved. And then I am the Beloved. And we are the Beloved. But when I started thinking about that, I just... The beloved thing, it just didn't really work for me, so I just kind of translated it into this version here. Jesus is fully loved. And thinking about all the ways that Jesus felt love and feels love with his Father and with the Spirit and with us. And the way he felt love, even on earth, with his family, with people that were with him, that he... There was a giving and exchange of love. It wasn't just Jesus giving love. It was him also receiving love. And then to be able to truly feel that we are fully loved. This was the hardest one for me as I was thinking about that and praying for it to really feel that I am fully loved completely because of God. And and in so many ways, we feel that sometimes even from people that we're around. Even our families help us to feel that. And our friends. And I pray that you can think about that this holiday time. And that we are fully loved. That we as a community are fully loved. That God fully loves not even just everyone in here, but everyone out there. That when we see people, we... We might see differences. We might think we don't know them, but we can feel that God loves this person fully. And in a way, it it draws us to people. It draws us to even people that we don't know. And I pray that if you don't remember anything, that you remember this from today. So let's go. Jesus is fully loved. And I love that the the, just the thought of thinking about Jesus coming into the world and imagining his relationship with his family on earth. I'm going to read for you in Matthew chapter 1. It says, She will give birth to a son, and you will give him the name Jesus, because he will save people from his sins, as Ray so elegantly discussed earlier. And this took faith, place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, And they will call him Emmanuel. That means God with us. From the very beginning, Jesus was in a state of pure love. Even when mankind, humankind was created, God said, let's create mankind in our image. That they were, in a sense, giving that love to this new creation. That, that, that God has a perfect love relationship even in heaven with each other, with each part of himself. That Jesus was born into a family of love. That he was held, he was you know, wrapped up in, in the cloth, he was you know, fed, he was taken care of. That his parents looked out for him and taught him the word. And you can each think about The kind of love that we feel that Jesus felt the same when he thought about his family. That they took care of him. That when he was told the story of his birth, that they would tell him the stories about these shepherds that came and told him these amazing things. And the wise men that showed up bringing gifts and how God took care of them and protected them and whisked them off to to safety in Egypt. And the whole time, Jesus could be thinking, man, God took care of me. He loves me. I am fully loved. And I always think about when Jesus got baptized, that it was a 
turning point and beginning of his ministry. And God said, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. I've always had that as my mantra as, as a parent. That is exactly what your kids need and what all of us need. An identity as being a part of the family. A connection of being loved and being proud of. And Jesus felt that from his father every single day. He could look around and recognize the love of his father in heaven. That sometimes we just think of Jesus giving love. But he also was receiving it. You know, the term Emmanuel or God with us. He's been with us this year, hasn't he? It ha- it's not been an easy year in a lot of ways for us. As a community, some of us even more specifically, family members, that God has been with us every step of the way. He- we can be confident in that. We can bring our burdens to him. And I love this phrase, God with us. It was a prophecy from Isaiah 7. And it was a, a double fulfillment prophecy. So in that time, Isaiah had a baby and they said that it would be before this baby can say mama or papa, Assyria is going to come in and destroy Israel and take almost everybody away. And so when they added in, you know, the virgin, virgin will be with son, talking about, will be, talking about Jesus, you could see how people got the wrong idea because in the original prophecy it was about destruction. And you could see how they took it the wrong way. But an amazing victory that God had. The virgin will be with child. They didn't really know what that meant until Jesus came. I pray that you feel that he is near to you this year and this Christmas. And this scripture reminded me of this point. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. My challenge and encouragement for you this week is to think about how Jesus felt loved. By his father, by his friends, by his followers, by the spirit. How he walked around this earth and felt love every single day. And I believe that even now as we give love to him that he feels that too. That he's encouraged that Christmas is not just a story to repeat. But a gift of love that continues to live on. Point number two, I am fully loved. As I shared, this was the hard one. This is the hard one for a lot of us, that we can love others, but we can have a hard time accepting that for ourselves. We can focus on our shortcomings and our issues and our, our sins and all the ways that we were mistreated, and, and maybe we were. But my prayer is that you will feel fully loved by God this Christmas. We're going to talk about Mary and Joseph and the shepherds here for a minute and how they felt the love of God just by this Christmas scene. But the question that they may have been asking before these, this time was, how does God feel about me? That's a big question. How does God feel about me? Everything that you learn and apply about God relates to how you answer that question. And my hope that if you see that God fully loves you, that you can interpret your entire life with that backdrop. So let's read a bit here in Luke chapter 2. 
says, so Joseph went up to, from the town of Nazareth in Judea to in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. Has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. There, this will be the sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left the when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what, what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. How does God feel about me? How do you think Mary could answer that question after this amazing day? She starts out on this journey probably wondering, God, why are we doing this? Like, do I really have to travel down to Bethlehem when I'm pregnant? Do I really have to do this? Maybe she was better hearted than I think I would have been in that situation. But when Gabriel visited her and she realized that she was chosen by God to bear his son. When she went to visit Elizabeth, maybe to avoid some shame in her hometown and the baby inside of Elizabeth leaped for joy. And Elizabeth again pronounced you're carrying the Lord inside of you. When God led them down through Bethlehem and maybe they got there kind of late, all the rooms were taken and they had to make do with the stable area. That might have been a challenge. But then being amazed in the shepherds as they told their story, that the angels came to them and praised God. And it says that she treasured these things and pondered them in her heart. I think she went to bed that night saying to herself, I am fully loved. God has brought me through some incredible challenges as a young teenage mom. But she had the, 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 the heavens open for just a minute to see God is taking care of me. God is expressing love in all these ways. And the shepherds, they were, of course, afraid, as most people were when they encountered angels. And 
they established a safety. That God always established a, a safe place before he expressed his love. That God is a safe place to be. We don't have to be afraid. As they're watching over their, shop, their flocks, can you imagine the angels just singing glory to God in the highest and praising God and peace to his people on whom his favor rests? That he came to bring peace. He came to take away our stress and our anxieties and our fears and everything that we can get so worked up about and bring us a peaceful peace that even he calls as a weaned child at different parts in the, in the Bible. And the shepherds were, that was an invitation that Darren mentioned. And they said, let's go check it out. Let's go pursue this. Let's find out. Maybe they were encouraged that they were at the ma- outdoors at a manger. Maybe they could bring their sheep with them. I don't know. They didn't have to give up their job to go see this thing. And yet, many people didn't listen to the shepherds, but that didn't slow them down. Shepherds, this was kind of a crazy story, if you think about it, that this king that you thought was going to be born was born outside in a manger. They're like, man, these guys are crazy. I don't know what happened to them. I don't know what's going on out in the, in the hills there at night. But it didn't stop them. They kept going and praising God. And it says that some were amazed. But I'm sure that they went to bed that night thinking the same thing. I am fully loved. I can't believe that God would come down and find us. We weren't the people that, they weren't the ones that they thought God was going to go show up to. They weren't necessarily the religious people of the day. And yet God reached their heart. I love this song that's out these days. You probably heard it. It's called My Jesus by Ann Wilson and Crowder. And some of the lyrics say, let Jesus change your life. Who would pay the price for all my guilty? Who would care that much about me? Let me tell you about my Jesus. And I believe that's what the shepherds and Mary internalized. Man, who would do this for me? Even as we heard from Ronnie and Arcee today, who, would, who knew it would take this long? Or who knew that God still cared about me? And I pray that we can all sing that same song. And even Joseph, as he was leading his family and was warned in a dream to go to Egypt, as God led him and his pregnant bride and new son then after, that he warned them and he protected them. And I'm sure he felt the same. I am fully loved. I don't know all of your stories, but I know that God has been around you, next to you, near you, and even with you. And I know that if we think about it enough, that we can look around to see that you are fully loved. Mm -hmm. That God has put people in your life to express that. We don't always listen, but people are saying that to us. I pray that today we can listen and we can listen to God himself who said that he loves you enough to give his only son. As Augustine said, God loves each of us as if there were only one of us. That he loves you as if you were the only one on the earth. 
that each one of these people, they weren't less loved because other people felt love. They felt full because of God's love for them. And I pray that you feel that fully loved. And even think about that this, this time of year and contemplate what God has done in our lives. Number three, we are fully loved. We're going to talk about the wise men here a little bit. That everyone that they came from a long distance. But look over Matthew chapter 2 in verse 9. It said, after they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen when it, ro- it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw a child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. They opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. What incredible faith that they would just bow down to this baby because of their faith in God. Many of you have probably heard that they had this was the end of a two-year journey that they traveled at least 500 miles over two years following this star or this constellation or whatever it was that, that got their attention. And they worshipped him. And they were also warned in dreams and God was also taking care of them to stand up to Herod, whom they actually disobeyed in favor of their true King Jesus. I can't imagine just going on a journey for two years to find this mystery of this king that you're looking for. And many people think that they probably found evidence from the Old Testament and some of the Jews that were spread out in the diaspora and all over the world that they spread the word and somehow these guys figured it out. But imagine how they felt as they went home. Wow. We got to see the king. We got to see the Lord. We, we, our journeys were not in vain. Everything that we gave up, everyone that thought we were insane for doing this, that God expressed his love to them. I pray that now as we look around, that we can look around the world and see a world that God loves. We can see each individual in a different way. Whatever situation they're in, that we can see that that's a person that God fully loves. I hope it changes the way we see ourselves. I hope it changes the way we see each other, the way we see our neighbors, the way we see those that are hurting. Even those that we don't understand and we can't quite get, I pray that we can see that they are truly and fully loved by God. This is something that people need to see from us. Not something that they may, may, they may never even come into this building, but I hope that they see Jesus in us wherever we go. That, as R.C. said, we bring church to them. We bring church to our coworkers, to our friends, to our neighbors. Mother Teresa, one of her many quotes Through you, God is still loving the world. We must radiate God's love. 
And I love her heart that she said with every face she saw Jesus. Jesus is hungry. I want to feed him. Jesus is lonely. I want to encourage him. Jesus is in need. Jesus needs someone to love him. According to Matthew 25, I pray that we can have that heart for this world, that we are fully loved. I get some time this week to think about these three things. That Jesus is fully loved. That I am fully loved. And that we are fully loved. Thank you.